This is Meet the Movie Press. It's July the 6th. What have we got this week? Chucky is back. Hobbs, Shaw and Big Driss. We've got something to tell you about Top Gun 2, Ant-Man and the Wasp, The First Purge and the pick of this week's trailers. This is Meet the Movie Press. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks. Meet the movie press. Hey, everybody. I'm not wearing any stuff. This is, uh, this is, I mean, I'm actually not wearing any pants. It's very hot in LA today. Uh, not just because <laughs> I don't have any pants on. Uh, welcome to Meet the Movie Press. As I said, it was July. There's nothing like the smooth opening to a show. And uh, that was nothing <laughs> like the smooth opening to a show. <laughs> Yeah, I think that went very well. Okay, we'll call this a success. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ShowbizSimon. Uh, with me, as usual, are Scott and Dimitri. Dimitri, where can we find you, and what do you do here? Hey, I, I just said not, not a whole hell of a lot. Um, my name is Dimitri Panos, and you can support me at DMovies1701. And uh, I'm also on the Popcorn Talk Network's Anatomy of a Movie, where later today yeah. uh, I will be interviewing actor Dave Davidson, who is in Sicario 2, and will also be talking Sicario 2 just prior to that interview. So i got a very busy day here at the Popcorn Talk Network. I'm very excited. And we have a busy show. So, Scott, who are you and where can we find you? Sure, we got we got to do this really quick. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. the other Scott M. Yeah. We live entertainment to read my reviews and my interviews. And I do Black Hollywood Live, which is another network here at AfterBuzz TV. And I do the show Black Tomatoes with Carla Renata. That was very calm and collected. Yes. Very there calm and collected. Um, I, I just to... saved my energy. Yeah, no, that's cool. I We have a lot to get through on the show, but I do want to give um, a special mention to... Uh, to someone we've actually we've enticed back to the show. Um, it was July 4th, obviously, this week. It's when we, we celebrate our independence here in the U.S. from uh, people like this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of awkward. But uh, I want to give a special mention today to uh, John Santana, uh, who's in New York, uh, who uh, used to watch the show. Uh, decided to not watch the show and I have managed to reach out to him this week and contacted him and asked him to give the show another try um, and he has come back so he oh, will be listening nice. or watching the show this week uh, John, just to say thank you so much we really appreciate that um, we've seen a, an increase in figures recently which is great, we really appreciate that so if you like the show, do tell your friends do spread the word, tweet about it put it on your Facebook, tell your friends about it if they love movies as well, we always like to include people here uh, on the show and especially Especially John uh, serves our country, um, oh, so fantastic. we genuinely really appreciate well, that, John. Thank you, John. Thank thank you so you, much. And, we and, sometimes get we sometimes get accused of being quite liberal on the show, um, <laughs> which just, is fine. Um, no. Which is everybody is entitled to their own political views. However, every single serving military member, we absolutely appreciate you. So thank you so absolutely. much for doing that. So shout absolutely. out to the troops. Yeah, and, and you know, I was going to give a shout out to you because. There was this conversation taking place on YouTube. There was, yeah. Uh, on YouTube yeah, yeah. going back and forth. And uh, let me just say, you pro- you handled it far better than, than, than I probably would have. My, my Greek blood would have said, <laughs> well, all right, well, have at it, boy. But but it was, it was very good dialogue, and it hmm. was open dialogue. Was. And you opened up this door in a way that this person was like, hey, you know what? What are we fighting for? It, it, which, which is basically what it came down to. Yeah. And we don't, and we won't always. Just because it's him. Well, we In won't. No, English no, no. I just, I just have it, to say, it. we exactly. won't always agree. We have our own political views on the sure. show. 
Um, and obviously in a show like this, um, it's not a conversation. We are no. talking to the audience. Um, now, we won't always agree on politics, whether you're a viewer or whether you're here in the studio. And that's absolutely fine. But one thing that does bring us together is our love of movies and the love yeah. of the movie industry. Sure. Um, so I hope that that will be something that is a uniting factor on the show. Everybody's welcome to watch this show and get involved in this show. Regardless of what your political views are, you are entirely welcome on the show. We would love to have you. Um, and obviously we look forward to, to growing the show with you and having your involvement in that. So thank you so much indeed. It's really appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, just wanted to so, yeah, that. Just really, I just wanted to say that, you know, but it's, it's, it's fair. But obviously... You are everybody's entitled to express their own political views, and we welcome that. That's totally fine. And your views on movies, and <laughs> your views like, on yeah, movies, mo- exactly. More importantly, and you know what? I like a lot of shit that other people love yes. and hate, and that's absolutely fine. There is no right and wrong when it comes to movies, and that's why we're here. So let's talk about what's been happening this week. Chucky's back. Child's Play is uh, there's a remake of that in the works at MGM this week. Um, there's also a TV show. Which is on the way. Now, there's two differences here. One is the fact that, obviously, one is going to be a remake, which is not going to have the original guys involved in that. But the TV show is. So Brad Dourif, who voices Chucky, uh, is still going to be continuing the TV show. That line is going to continue, as are the creators of, of that line. And um, The film is going to be something completely different. A lot of reaction to this, positive and negative online this week. What do you guys think about it? Um, I'm a big Chucky fan. I grew up watching the Child's Play movies, and, and, and over time I love how they kind of adapted and became almost comedies, and they poke fun at themselves. Mm. And, um, you know, then they went direct to DVD for two, I think it's two movies now. And, um, but I'm glad that all the original people were always still involved. And I feel like that really brought an auth- this, uh, authenticity to mm-hmm. it, and I, I felt like the passion was still always there. So when they said the news about the TV show, yep. I was really on board for it. Yep. The remake, uh, reboot, I, I think it's weird that they're doing both at the same time, first of all. But I don't really know if we need to have two different types of Chucky things. I don't feel like there's that much demand for this. I feel like he really is a cult classic character. Well, for me, the movies of the last couple of years that, that have been pushed out sort of every two, two and a half, maybe yeah. three years has been a new Chucky movie. Uh, and recently they have been sort of going straight to, to VOD. Yes. Um, and for me, it seemed like I would have been very happy with just that continuing and then them doing a series of TV movies or limited series with Chucky and then not having them on the big screen anymore, even though I do really like... I remember watching the original Chucky movies, the original Child's Play yeah, movies, yeah. Uh, in the movie theatre. I remember when they came out. Um, so I think it's... To me, I mean, it's kind of different. Other other franchises and other universes, to use the phrase that's so popular these days, have done similar things where you've had a character carried on on the big screen and then on TV. The Flash is a really good example. We have a different Flash in the DC movies to the Flash that we have in uh, in the TV show. And, you know, Supergirl, again, when Superman pops up, it's different. So, you know, that has worked. Uh, Personally, I find it's, it's it's not confusing is the wrong word, but it's a little bit, it's it's slightly odd, but it's not it's not it's not uncomfortably it, it odd. Seems, it's not off. It seems unnecessary. It yeah, does seem and, unnecessary. And, yeah, good word. Muddles. It muddles yeah. the yeah. water. Yeah. And when you're having the original uh, on, on TV, mm. and then and they're happening at the same time. Like to your, I, I get your point. What you're saying about the Flash, and then the Flash in the movies, but this is. 
this is Chucky. This is a well-known brand. Yeah. Uh, people, um, people through the auditory, like just listening to it. You, Brad Dorf has been it. Yes. Been with Chucky since day one. Yep. So you 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 get that character. Um, and you understand and you know who's playing him. Mm. So when they reboot it and it's different, and I don't know how they'll do it where it's different, but it, it just muddles the water. Mm. And it can be, I think, for certain audiences who are unawares and they don't pay attention like 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 we do and our fans pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. If they go to the movie, they'll go, they'll think maybe there's a tie-in. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like there will be. Uh, it's interesting to be rebooting um, Child's Play. You know, the one strength about the original movie is, and I remember going to a screening for it for WBCN Radio at the time, yeah. and, you know, the, the advertising just made it look so cheesy. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes, yes. And you're going, I'm going to go see this movie about a like a, a slasher doll, a serial mm. killer doll, and then I remember walking out of that movie going, Wow, that movie was way better than yes. what the advertising pushes out for this. 100%. And it built that following. And I really ended up enjoying it. You had great, you had great actors in it. Yeah. Uh, really, it, it, the original Child's Play to me is really a solid horror movie. And I think that it still works today. It's going to be interesting to reboot something that's really good that there is a still a heavy fan appreciation well, for. For me also, Child's Play's already kind of had a reboot because it started yes. off as, as, as a straight <sighs> horror movie. Then it went comedic. And then it's gone back to kind of more of its original roots. And it's still, you know, darkly humorous. There's still that element of that in there. But it went through the comedy thing and then came back. And the comedy was, oh, I wasn't exactly... I wasn't entirely on board with that. I mean, it like kind of worked, but it Ch- didn't. Like Bride of Chucky's, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but now it's back to being sort of more serious horror, going back to its roots. I right. do, I really appreciate it as a franchise. Also, I think the character has a very distinctive look oh. that oh, has yeah. that has evolved over the movies. Yes. We've seen yes. that evolution, that kind of growth, um, you know, as if it was a, a real character, um, a real person. Um, and I think if you then you would need to do something quite different, quite radically different to separate. And to me, that wouldn't be Child's Play. That wouldn't be a reboot. To me, that would be almost like creating a new character within the Child's Play universe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I think it'll be quite interesting to see what they do with it. But I mean, it's a very—it's still a very popular franchise, you know. And certainly, I mean, it's a character. Chucky is a character who's been embraced by things like Halloween Horror Nights at Universal, and uh, certainly by people who, you know, they've watched the movies over the years and they've really sort of developed an affinity with. Um, So it'll be interesting to see kind of what that happens. I mean, there's always the the possibility, and people are talking about this in in, in the chat room, um, that there's a chance that they won't, you know, one won't happen. Yes. You know, one or both might not happen. I mean, because this is in the works, it's not... When they say television show, yeah. they're saying like on Netflix, right? I mean, or is that it kind of be thing. Ca- I mean, because it would have to still maintain its R right. rating. Yeah. So you couldn't be regular network TV. No. Um, I can't see a watered down Chucky. Uh, and maybe would it be anthology? I mean, it would yeah. be interesting to know. All right, people in the chat, uh, BlackRock316 is saying, uh, I don't get why we need another Chucky movie. Uh, didn't one come out last year or two years ago? Yeah, they are coming out like every two years, but they're going straight to, to, to DVD. And I think they're kind of, they're surviving well in, in that space and also streaming. Um, uh, Kenneth Wilson saying, uh, I'm up for the remake uh, if they make it different, like a robot that gets the soul of a killer instead of a doll and update the premise. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that 
could happen, but I don't think they're going to go too far away from the doll. Uh, Phil and Jamie, obviously, both will not happen. The film will happen because there'll be a fresh blood involved. Yes, but also the original team are very keen to keep that going. Yeah, uh, Zeno out. I'm not sure about Chucky being hi- um, a highly advanced doll. If it's not Charles Lee Ray's soul, then it's not Chucky. I would 100% agree it would have to be Charles uh, Lee Ray. Um, so, yeah, there's some interesting stuff in there. And, uh, Senor Nerd, uh, why a Charles play reboot where Annabelle is pretty much the new Chucky? Really good point there from Senor Nerd, you know? Um, we, we do have this. I mean, the, 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 the killer doll, the spooky doll thing is not particularly it's not a new idea not anymore it's right? not a new idea and it's no. certainly being done I mean I didn't like the first Annabelle Neither I really I. liked the, the one that the prequel uh-huh. Creation, um, Creation. Yeah. I thought that was great so I don't know if my, another my only the, the yeah. stark difference is, is that Chucky has personality oh yeah I mean that, and that's the thing I mean you mostly now you go to see Chucky because of the personality yeah that 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 Brad Dorf has given this creation, and that's the way that it was in the first movie. Yet you had you had solid directing that that, that delivered creeps and chills and and you know good slasher horror. Yeah. So Chucky's a personality, yeah. and he's a personality that the fans have come to like and well love actually. Mm. And you just whenever you see Chucky's face. You just hear that laugh, the voice. It's one of those iconic horror faces. One of those iconic, you know, there's Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, Michael Myers Chucky. Um, that's probably, yeah. and then, you know, the likes of people like Frankenstein, as Dracula Hellraiser, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And Hellraiser. There's like five <clears throat> that you instantly know. Even if you've never seen one of these movies, Absolutely. you know these characters. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on from that. Uh, Idris Elba uh, is going to play the villain uh, in the Fast and Furious spin-off Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I'm really up for this. I, I'm, I, I, with the Fast and Furious franchise, there are elements of that that I love, and there are entries in that that I really, really enjoy. There are some that I've been like, I'm kind of that was fine. Like the last one, I wasn't oh, a massive yeah. fan of. That yeah. was one of the, the worst ones in the franchise, but yeah. one of the more successful ones. Um, I'm very excited about the spin-off. I love The Rock's character. I love Jason Statham pretty much in fucking anything, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> and Idris Elba. I think I love Idris. I think he's done some really good comedy stuff in the last couple of years. He's done some really good dramatic stuff. His stuff that he's done for, for BBC TV and stuff has been amazing. He hasn't, for me, yet had the Hollywood role that has really elevated him mm. out of being that sort of B-level, reliable, consistent, but not outstanding. And I think this is something that uh, could really... I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. Because that's exactly how I feel. Right. Okay, so, like, I watch him in Molly's Game, and he's terrific in Molly's Game. He's a great actor. But then when I watch him in movies like Pacific Rim, Mm. or even Thor, I'm kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm, you know, Charlize Theron was in the last Fast and the Furious movie. And I love her, and she's, you know, Tully and a lot of other movies that she's, you know, been a part of. Tully, one of your favorite movies of the year. Yeah, it is. So... It's really hard for me to get behind this because I know how hokey those movies are. That's mm. like part of the fun. But I feel like Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson are masters of that. Yeah. I don't know if Idris Elba is. I think he's more of a he's an actor who's good at comedy, mm. but I think he's he's much better in a serious role or something where he can really showcase his acting talents. In the comedy stuff, though, he's often not the funny guy. He's no, often yeah. the straight. He's just did a, um, a really good show, which I, I know he's trying to get be picked up over here. 
um, in the US. It did really well on Sky One in the UK um, about him growing up in London. And again, he's the straight man. Um, but in that, you know, he's really good. He handles the other side of the comedy really, really well. So in that environment, he's works. And there's an element of that comedy here, which I think he could play really well. Dimitri. My, I, you know, come on. His canceling the apocalypse speech in Pacific Rim. I, that a was not Pacific. a good movie. That though. was not a good I, movie. That was not a good movie. I, we agree to disagree. Okay. I, I, I'm a and big that's fan what it's all Pacific about. Rim. We can do that. Yeah, I, no, I'm a big fan of uh, Pacific Rim. And I actually think, like, the past couple of Fast and Furious movies, I think the things that have stuck out for me has been the chemistry between Jason Statham's character and yeah. The Rock. Yes, absolutely. They've worked really well together and I it just makes sense that they're going to get their own spin-off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also believe that their spin-off is not going to be like the Fast and Furious. I do think that they're going to take it. It's going to be obviously action driven. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get the action, the far out, you know, breaking the laws of physics kind mm. of action yeah. that Fast and Furious does. So I think Idris Alba you know, it's good for him. Yeah. Uh, the movie's going to work because, well, it has The Rock in it and then Jason Statham. The way that it'll be marketed, people are going to go and he's going to bring in an element of fans too. I, I think it's a win-win for I all think, and, and again, it's, it's part of the same franchise, but I think <clears> it, this is what happened for Luke Evans. When Luke has been working for many, many years in Hollywood, he's done a number of movies that didn't quite hit the audience, but everybody knew who he was. He was that B-level. He then did Fast and Furious, and that really elevated him. And off the back of that, he got things like Beauty and the Beast, etc., etc. So I think it's worked for him. So hopefully that will happen for, for Idris. People in the chat saying, uh, Kenneth saying, Idris will be a great Bond. I uh, think he's too old now. And I 100% agree. Um, uh, Ashley was saying uh, he was great in uh, Mountain Between Us, absolutely. And also... I totally agree with Ashley on this. Uh, Jason was great in Spy. He was. He was Spy, yeah. that was a really good... That was, for me, one of Paul Feig's best movies. It was. Absolutely. It was. Didn't get as much attention as it should have done. Everybody in that movie was on the top of their game. It was so funny. And Jason was absolutely awesome in that movie. If you haven't seen Spy, you can pick it up on like DVD and stuff for like... Three dollars in I'm the grocery sure. store now, or I think <laughs> I think it might be on some of the streaming services. Or certainly, it's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be expensive to buy. Yeah. So, if you're looking no. for a film, you got like less than five bucks. Like, chuck it on a movie. Spy is really good, I and I have to say. The swearing in that movie oh. is first fucking class. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I'll post a video later, but I did a uh, I, where I was talking to Paul Feig about swear words and swear words whether he'd heard or not because Jason's amazing and Paul loves the, the the cussing it's like a fine art to him so we basically I, I gave him a load of of offensive terms to see <laughs> if he had heard of them uh, before and uh, he swears to this day that he is at one point going to use the phrase spunk trumpet in a movie <laughs> so when I die and people say I haven't contributed anything to Hollywood there you go. That was my contribution. All right, that was spunky. my contribution. Good for you. Yeah, spunk trumpet. Uh, Blackrock <laughs> saying, I love the Fast and Furious franchise, but the second and the last movie was not good for me. Uh, they need to tone down the over-the-top action. I think they do, and I think they need to balance it. They can do when they when they want to. Um, we'll see. Uh, Zeno Hour, Idris Elba's great and all, but totally missed opportunity by not casting me as the villain, apparently, uh, Zeno saying... Uh, well, yeah, yeah I, I I can't disagree with. I could have been I could be in his uh, his uh, Jason Statham's slightly slow brother. Sure, <laughs> that would have been quite good, wouldn't it? Completely slightly useless. So. 
Yeah, that'd have been all right. <laughs> I'd say that. Uh, yeah. So, okay. uh, so anything else to say about Idris Elba in, nah. in that movie? No, I think we covered I'm that. For it. I'm good. So last week we had a conversation about Top Gun Two, uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, and it was about <sighs> who was going to yeah. play uh, Goose's son, son of Goose, son of Goose. <laughs> son of Goose. <laughs> Uh, there were three actors uh, in line for it. Uh, uh, there was uh, uh, Nick Holt. There was uh, Glenn Powell. Glenn yeah, Powell. and uh, and there was uh, Miles Teller. And I said I would be amazed if Miles <laughs> Teller was cast because I thought he. Wait, in those words came right after me saying Miles Teller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you said yeah. I would be amazed. I would be amazed, and uh, well. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, Miles Teller um, is going to be uh, Son of Goose. So I'm happy to be wrong, and I'm very happy for Miles. But I honestly thought that it was going to be one of the other ones. I thought they would have brought in, but there you go, you know. Uh, so I'm Miles Teller Miles. is, is going to be... I mean, nothing against Miles he's not, Teller. He's not in the chat today, though. No, he's not He's not in the chat today. But uh, that's true. But no, I, so I was wrong. I'm more than happy to be wrong. I'm very pleased for Miles Teller. Um, you guys are obviously... Delighted. Yeah. Well, I, I, I Yeah, you, you're kind of... You, you're, you're kind well, you of more... You're on the fence yeah, about that, I am. You? I mean, I, like I said last week, I mean, I loved him in Whiplash. I loved him in the Fire yeah. Fireman movie. Yeah. Um, the Brave. I just... Bleed for I, this. I just, uh, bleed for this was okay. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... It's weird because I just don't think that Miles Teller really sells a movie. Mm-hmm. And it it's funny because there's so many there's, there's so much riding on Top Gun as a sequel mm. and it, there's so much hype around it that I feel like you really want to either cast really big people or really unknowns. Yeah. And uh, that's why I was so bummed that Glenn Powell didn't get this because I feel like he's just he's starting to climb that rope, but like not enough people know of him. Yet. Well, for me, he would have been great because I also think they could have shoved in. I mean, this might have been over egging the pudding yeah. a bit, but because he <laughs> looks a little bit like Tom Cruise, he, yes, and he looks like Anthony, I was kind of like, well, it would have been quite interesting to like, well, maybe <laughs> Maverick <laughs> gave it to Mrs. Goose. Need for Speed. Wow, yeah. look at that. That would have sure. been quite interesting because they were they were all very close in that first movie. Flame out. So maybe there was one night where Maverick... <laughs> yeah. Goosed. Goosed Mrs. Goose. Goose. <laughs> you know, that would, have been, that would have been a fun subplot. <laughs> maybe a little bit, you know... Spoiler alert. Maybe a little bit sort of, you know, <laughs> soap opera-y. But it would have been quite fun. I'm just saying, you know, Brookheim, if you're looking for an additional plot point in there and you're potentially need to recast... <laughs> Just saying that might work. No, but I just uh, thought that would have been quite a handy little plot point. But yeah. obviously that's not going to happen now because Miles Teller doesn't look anything. Doesn't like look anything like Tom Cruise. No. Yeah. But, and, um, and, and again, though, you, you say he doesn't sell a movie. He's not being. He's not he, above it, the yeah, line. It doesn't. He doesn't have to. Yeah. I mean, like the responsibility isn't necessarily on Miles Teller, just like it necessarily wasn't in like movies like Only the Brave. Right. 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 So. You have them come in. This movie is sold on Maverick and Tom Cruise, yeah, yes. and and planes and yes. fighter planes and right. jets. So having the link and to the Goose danger zone and the danger mm. zone, and um, so for him, it's not really on his shoulders. I think I, I'm curious. I just want to know how this is all going to play. I, there has yet been word as to whether or not Meg Ryan will make a cameo mm. uh, in the movie. And Kelly McGillis doesn't really act anymore. I mean, she was right. in Stakeland and a few other things, yeah. but doesn't really 
be nice if they can get it back, though, for so, some reason. Yeah. So, it, 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 look, I'm all in on this movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm glad that Miles Teller got the thing. Hey, this clock here, and I'm calling myself this broken clock here. Okay. Last week I proved that a broken clock can be right yes. twice a day because I had that and... I also said Sicario 2 was going to weigh over index what everybody was prognosticating. And it did. 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 This broken clock was right twice in one day. Talking about broken (laughs) clocks, and we talked about this on the show uh, last week, the house with the clock in its walls. Um, There's the hashtag um, is house with a clock. I can see that hashtag going horribly wrong. It's not a good hashtag. That's not a good hashtag. And it's... that's going to go horribly wrong. I mean, people can't do Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or like, <laughs> you know, whatever. I, it's just, and I'm just like, House with a Clock is going to go horribly wrong. And have you noticed that they've like almost taken over social media? Like, things it's been like very Twitter? busy. Very like, busy. Really? Yeah. And that yeah, yeah, yeah. makes me wonder, wow, that's that's a lot of time yeah. spent on yes. Twitter for yes. that movie. Yes. Let's, get, let's get back on track with, uh, sorry, with uh, that sure. was my fault. That was uh, Top Gun Maverick uh, and, and Miles <laughs> Teller. Uh, let's see what people are saying. And we, we also go back very briefly to, to Idris Elba. A senior nerd saying uh, Fast 9 will be in space, calling it. That's, do you know what? I don't, that would not surprise me. There was it a spacey not. element. But I don't know if it's going to be like space fast and furious. Yeah, it's going to be know, SpaceX. Yeah, SpaceX. Space Force. <laughs> um, film nerd Jamie saying Xeno Hour The Y was a critical darling but never a big rating show. 100% true, 100% accurate. Uh, film nerd Jamie Miles Teller is honestly too good for Top Gun 2, uh, but I sense he needs to be in a big commercial movie. I agree with both of those things. It's one of the reasons why I was quite surprised that he cast aside from from his, his appearance. Um, yeah, uh, Ashley, Glenn Powell is my son of goose. So uh, you do realise you're going to have to watch Top Gun 2 with yeah. your wife and uh, have a picture of Glenn Powell. And whenever Miles Teller moves along the screen, she's going to have, like, his face on a stick. Not his actual face. She's not going to skin him. Right. But, yeah, you know. Xeno uh, and Miles Teller is a great actor. However, if he's playing another angsty character, that would be a waste. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Kenneth Wilson uh, in Top Gun 2. Uh, is the plot going to be Goose chasing Maverick to try and get his dad's dog tags? Potentially, but that would kind of be like Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, so lots of comment on there, you know. Um, it's interesting to see as well. Uh, Bob B has says, uh, the house with the cock in its balls, the Liam Neeson story. <laughs> what? what? I, don't, I don't know what Liam Neeson uh, movies you you've that? been watching, but I, oh, okay. I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that reference. But you said cock and balls, so that's quite yeah, funny. And, uh, and also Jack Dennis saying, hey guys, Miles Teller here, uh, getting ready for Top Gun 2. <laughs> Just saying. Good right? to have you back, Miles. Yeah. Good to have Good you to back. Have you. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. A very controversial story this week. Uh, and it's an actress who, this is not, is no stranger to controversy uh, when she's being cast in these movies. Uh, Scarlett Johansson this week. Uh, now she's going to play a trans mobster in Rub and Tug. By the way, my favourite title for a That's movie a in time. the longest time. Uh, although I would like to see those as two, like, detectives <laughs> who, yeah, Rub and Tug. Uh, I'm Rub. I'm, I'm Rub, and he's Tug. tug. Yeah. yeah uh, Why do they keep calling me Tug? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> we'll beat it out of you! Uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to be re-teaming with the director. I thought too much about that movie. Uh, re-teaming with the director of Ghost in the Shell. 
Oh boy! Um, for the true story um, of of this character's mafia uh, running a load of illicit massage parlors, and um, obviously, understandably, the top line of complaint in this is the fact that. I mean, she, this is when she did Ghost in the Shell. Right. There was the talk of whitewashing, um, yes. which is a problem in Hollywood and is being dealt with, but there's still a way to go. But obviously now this is ScarJo taking on a character who is someone who is trans. And right now in the industry, we are not short. There have been documentaries, there have been independent films, there have been major TV shows with trans actors there playing playing roles, but not playing the roles of, of trans people, playing the role of people. Sure. So we know there are trans actors out there. Why wouldn't you get a trans actor to play this role? Now, an obvious thing is, well, two two reasons. One, there are people who will have a problem with that. They don't want to watch trans actors. Okay. The second is the fact that ScarJo is a name. Scarlett Johansson, you know that that will get some bums on seats. That'll get a certain amount of interest. If you don't have that star name, it gets a little bit harder to sell tickets sometimes. What sometimes? do you guys think? Well, a lot of the times. I mean, there sometimes? aren't that many movie... I, I had this conversation on a regular basis. There aren't that many movie stars. But, right. So what do you think about this? Let's look at those... Sort of the, the big... Let's look at the, the issue of not being a trans actor in this lead role. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's interesting. I, I didn't even think of your first topic... Um, and but the second topic I did on Anatomy of a Movie when we did Ghost in the Shell we, we spent a lot of time talking about that this whitewashing mm. um, it was of my opinion I, I won't speak for my other colleagues they're not here but I don't think that there was whitewashing in that movie because of the way that they made that character and they made no bones about telling us that this character has no identity yeah. and it wasn't supposed to have an identity yeah. so Coming on board this, I just feel bad for, 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 for in a sense, for Scar jo, or Scarlett Johansson. That, I mean, yes, there are, I'm sure, plenty of transgender actors act- who could have mm-hmm. taken this role. But to the point of making a movie and putting them in a the main role mm-hmm. to get, uh, uh, you need some semblance of a name. This isn't... I'm not demeaning transgender actors. Mm. Yes, there are plenty. You should maybe put some in the movie. But when you're talking your title character, an unknown... Whether she's transgender or not wouldn't really sell the movie. And, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, though, Simon, your first point, I think, is very valid. Um, sadly so. So I, I got in there. I, yeah, I wasn't even going there. I was just thinking but of also, making a movie. But also on my first right. point, to be honest with you, whether it's someone trans in the lead role or not, yeah. the fact that it's about <clears throat> someone who has tra- is trans, a lot of people just won't go and see that movie. I say a lot. There'll be a number of people who won't, a sizable enough number of people who wouldn't go and see it purely because it's about someone exactly. who's trans. And, and you know, Whoever plays that right. role. And it, I keep on going back to, like, say, The Crying Game. Yeah. Okay. The actor in the crying game uh, uh, went on to be in Stargate. Yeah. Now, that that was a different time, but it didn't keep people from seeing Stargate, you know. But we're in a different such a. But also, Jay isn't trans, right? I don't know what Jay was at the time. Of of crying game. But But, I wanna I wanna just point out real quick. So, Scarlett Johansson in this movie. Um, and I think the reason why she's getting so much shit about this mm. is her approach to things. 
Okay. I think mm. I think her approach is is just very matter of fact a lot. Um, I also think that it was a very ballsy move to put someone like Scarlett Johansson in this role um, for not being trans to, to begin with, mm. but for being one of those most beautiful women in Hollywood kind of thing. And they uh-huh. know that they're going to sell tickets by putting her in this type of movie. Yep. Okay. There's been a lot of controversy, and, and she's, she's even pointed it out, with, um, you know, no one said anything when Jeffrey Tamborn was cast in Transparent. No one complained when Jared Leto... It's a valid point. And it's a valid point. The thing is, is that I think Scarlett Johansson, I think, has this... I, I hate to say this, because I, I do really like her as an actress. She just has this entitlement level to her, where I think like she like she feels like she's above this. Mm. But there's also another conversation to be had about why is this being brought up now when it's a female, as opposed to when males have been doing this transition over in a lot of movies. Over Agree the years. with it or not, that's a valid point. That's yeah. what she's saying is not something that is unreasonable. Yeah, but I think I think it's really just the fact that she's such you know a beautiful you mm. know woman, and everyone looks at her that way, and it's like, oh, she can sell. She's sexy. Blah blah blah. And I think what the trans community is really upset about is, you know. Yes, it should be a trans person in this in this role. Yeah, and Hollywood just doesn't care about that. It's it going back to your second point is they want a name that's mm. going to sell tickets. And yep. yes, there are there are not as many movie stars. There's not as many Tom Cruises nowadays. But there's still certain people they can cast in movies that will sell tickets. Yeah, and that are household names versus people who are like more independent names. Yeah, Scar Johansson is not an independent film, you know, film star anymore. No. She she started off that way, but she's a big Hollywood superstar. Yeah, and just for funny funny things, I'm still waiting for my apology for Rough Night. That's that's what I'm still pissed off about. Yes, for Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson. That fucking movie was, it was disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Oh, oh god. I completely F- forgot for about that movie. movie. Yeah. Well, she was also Jesus Christ. She yeah. was also in the spirit. Oh my god. Good yeah. god. Yeah. yeah. But no. But blank those movies. But I'm, out. T- I'm telling you, Rough Night though, because <laughs> Rough Night came out three months before <laughs> Girls Trip, Girls and my Trip. god, blo- Girls Trip blew that fucking shit away. The, the other thing, if we could just bring this up, too. There were two movies that came out last year. I remember mm. talking about them on Anatomy of a Movie yeah. extensively about whitewashing. Ghost in the Shell being one. Yep. The Wall, uh, The Great Wall mm. being the yep. other one, right? Yeah. And I think it's come to a point because I see people, like, they're on Twitter, they're on social media. And these are people that, number one, when you talk about The Great Wall... That oh, character yeah. wasn't supposed to be Asian in the first place. Yeah, like, right. He's all, he, he was from the states. He was a mercenary. It's like you can't blame a person for whitewashing when he's playing a white man. Mm. <laughs> you know, he was meant to be a mercenary from the states fighting that war. And so, and, and like I already said about Scarlett Johansson, it's it's yes, they they just made things a little bit different from the anime. And if you didn't read the script or you didn't see the movie Ghost in the Shell, it's very hard. Like, you can't make an argument for something you haven't seen because the movie really makes no bones that that character had no identity. It wasn't meant to be Asian, Swedish, Greek, American. It wasn't meant to be. And I, I said this, but it's 
for her, it's just her handling of situations. She just she goes at it the wrong way. You she think? takes it too personally. Yes, I, I I think another person who I feel this way about is is Jennifer Lawrence in mm. a lot of ways. I, I feel like they have this this like I'm hot shit persona, and it's like yes, you're beautiful, and yes, you're talented. But, like, there are so many other people in this industry who can do this job, too. But also, I mean, there, there are a few other viewpoints. I mean, you know, wh- whether people agree with them or, or not in the argument. There's t- 25, 30 years ago, there are very few actors who would want to play a trans character True. or a gay character. Right. Because they felt that it would kill them at the box office. Well, look, what you, look, what you, yeah. look how Charlize so, Theron so, uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, I there is, uh, obviously, Hillary you know... Swank. Yeah, there is movement forward where the fact that a lot of actors are now willing sure. to play these characters that were marginalised, or I mean, willing, and I don't mean that in a patronising way, no. but they are, they see less... They see portraying someone from the LGBTQ community and wider as less... They don't see it as a career killer, which in itself is progress. But yeah. obviously, I think we we and, of, and there's the argument as well. And a great example of this is the Clint Eastwood movie this year. Um, just because you are something and you take a real life case of that and you put them in a movie, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be the right for the jobs. Those soldiers did an amazingly heroic thing that day on that train in Paris. They are not actors. They should not have been acting in that no, movie. No. So you can fight. You have to do. You have to find the right tool for the job. Agreed. And but even I would like to think that they had at least considered or looked no. for trans actors. I don't but think I feel so. That that is not I the don't, case. I don't. And and that's that's the bigger issue here. Yeah. At bay is that the bigger issue is the fact that there is so few openly gay and lesbian and transsexual actors yeah. out there. Um, you know, it, it still makes headlines every time something happens, like two days ago or three That's days ago true. when uh, Tessa Thompson came out. I mean, that that was trending on Twitter all day, yep. like from I, like nine o'clock in the morning until like 10 o'clock at night. And like, why is that such a big deal? Mm. You know, but it's because it's so rare that Hollywood embraces that. That it becomes it, the biggest news of the day. Yeah. And it's also sad to me. It is Because really there sad. was an amazing article in Rolling Stone magazine with Janelle Monet, who we talked about last yeah. week. Yep, we did. Yep. Great length. And in that article, it more or less came out, uh, Tessa Thompson. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're still together, but they were together. Yeah. Right? And I was like, and I'm like, huh, who knew? Yeah. Huh, God bless them. You're like, that's great for them. That's, yeah, yeah. That, that's amazing. But it is sad that people would take in a in a negative way, you know, Tessa Thompson to me was the standout in Creed. I loved her in Thor. I, I've really enjoyed watching her in movies as mm, we've yeah. talked about Janelle Monet. I think she's a talented individual. She's very beautiful on screen. She's mm. very captivating. Both of them are. So regardless of their proclivity, I could care less. Well, I want their talent on screen because I have fun watching them. And they're really good, and I. But that's why I say that's yes. where we're not we're not the proper people to be talking about this subject. Well, this matter. is something I yeah. was I was going to say actually. I did actually try to find somebody to come. Uh, well, I, I asked for for somebody to be found to come on the show um, to talk about this with us because yeah. it's great that we are three middle aged white straight guys. Yes, talking about this, going well, blah blah blah, because that's <laughs> what Hollywood needs more of, right? Um, so what I want to do is this story I think is going to roll. I think this is this is going to continue to develop. Oh, yeah. I think. So what I am going to do is, and this is part of the show moving forward, um, I really want to get someone from uh, ideally a trans journalist, uh, but certainly someone from the trans community to come on and talk about it. Because 
we obviously have our own opinion and there mm-hmm. and just because you speak to one person who is trans or lgbtq doesn't mean that they speak for the entire community but to get a perspective from someone who is trans um you know either a journalist or, or not someone in the industry because these these are the people also who are going to make a choice whether to see a movie or not mm-hmm. yeah. it's again it's about this ongoing thing of, rep- of representation and and how you feel represented on screen so we are this story is going to roll so in the next couple of weeks we are after comic con probably we're going to get somebody to come on and we're going to talk about this in a in a in a very open way and talk about it with with, with someone from the trans community Fair or the nice lgbtq thing. community to to get their input in it rather than just three white guys yeah you know i think because we we are and we are entitled to our opinion however i think it's important to involve people from that community sure. in this discussion with us so we'll come back to that in a couple of weeks but some really interesting points raised there and i'm sure you know people will have their own opinions on it which you know everybody is entitled to a uh, couple of other things i want to rattle through let's talk about nicholas cage joining spider-man uh, into the spider-verse cast as another spider-man i i love nicholas cage right He's fucking mad. <laughs> he is. He's absolutely bonkers. Um, I, 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 I genuinely pretty much watch everything that Nicolas Cage is in. 80% of stuff from the last 10 to 15 years has sure. been terrible. Yes. Um, but I just, I love the idea of him doing this. I would have loved to have seen him as Superman. No, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. But this I, is not a spoiler. He's he's actually the vo- it's it's actually announced. I'm not spoiling it anyone. Okay. On IMDb, Teen Titans Go. He's the voice of Superman. Great. So he yeah. finally Great. gets the yeah. play Superman. Yes, and he's. I had fantastic. heard a rumor that that was going to be something. That's he is awesome. fantastic. I really want to see that. By the way, it's uh, amazing. But yeah, Nicolas Cage joining Spider Man as another Spider Man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like not? the idea of that. Uh, okay, Tarantino Star Trek movie uh, would feature the reboot cast. So that's the Chris Pines and the yeah. Zachary Quintos uh, rather than the Star Trek Discovery people. Um, what oh, do you think about that? I think that's a, I, I know I, I know a lot of people don't like the new Star Trek movies, and I think they've been varying quality. Um, but I, I'm pretty. I, I mean, still there's a question mark over whether this will ever happen, but I'm I'm up for that. As a Star Trek fan, yeah, uh, and I enjoyed uh, Star Trek, and I, I really enjoyed Into Darkness. You know, um, again, when we talk about fandom, it was I liked was Into Darkness too. I liked Into Darkness. I wasn't a fan of Beyond. So, Me either. Uh, yeah, interesting. You see, I Beyond. did like that. I know a lot yeah. of people didn't like that. Was, I, I enjoyed that. That movie. was very not Star Trek. Yeah, but in any case. For me, the whole uh, Quentin Tarantino thing is I would love to see him do tackle the science fiction genre. Mm. I would love to see his take on Star Trek. And I, and I don't because I do believe that he will have an appreciation for the science fiction of it all. Yeah. And he doesn't Star Trek doesn't have to be violent, but I think his take on it will be interesting and I would just like to see his eye, like his writing and how he writes that, it's out of his wheelhouse. Yeah. And that is what I am most looking forward to. He's got a very talented cast to write for yeah. who could say his dialogue if it gets that way. Um, you know, I, very dialogue. And I think but, we're going through something of a pinaissance, <laughs> you know, the uh, with Christopher yeah. Pine. I mean, he really is Christopher <laughs> Pine. That's what his parents call him. We call him Chris. Uh, Chris P- <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Pine, have you tied in your room? Stop! 
open that bedroom door. I want to know what you're doing. Uh, you made a very naughty boy. Uh, yeah, Chris Pine. I think he. I mean, seriously, he's shown in the last couple of years. You give him good material, he can sure. knock it out of the park. Yes. You give him shit material, he's going to shit in the park. But he's a very um, good Captain Kirk. Yeah. He's, he's a good Captain. Yeah, Kirk. I, I like him in the Star yeah. Trek movies, and I mean, you know, the the God, the movie almost got so close to um, to Oscar glory. Um, a couple of years ago, he got lots of uh, lots of awards. Oh shit! Where he plays a bank robber type guy. Oh, uh, oh, hell or high water. Hell or high water. water. Completely yeah. banged to the yeah. man there for a second. Great in that. Very Great good. in Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's coming back in Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I like him. Also so great I, in that Finest Hours movie. I, yeah. that that one yeah. like very underweight. In fact, rated. if I can't Anatomy of a Movie, we actually had the Coast Guard men oh. who consulted on that movie okay. and talk, talked about the history, and they talked about uh, Chris Pine's dad, who is in the original Chips yeah. television oh. series. Oh, cool! Came to the set and he's a great conversation. They said Chris Pine was so very professional, but he's a great actor, and what he's done is what I talked about. Yeah. Solo, he didn't play William Shatner. He played right, Captain Kirk, yep. and you could see where he could maybe evolve yeah. into the Captain Kirk that we know and love. But I think that's everybody in that cast. But they're all talented people who could handle Quentin's writing. I was very, I was very much hoping that Chris Pine was going <laughs> to sign up for uh, for Tarantino's Hollywood. Um, I was really hoping that he would go and do that, but he not. Uh, Some stuff from the chat. uh, Sky Patterson saying, Quentin Tarantino alien reboot uh, would be odd and weird, but kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah, great. Absolutely. Uh, Sky saying, Quentin Tarantino doing Star Trek with J.J. Abrams. uh, Star Trek cast joining the film. Awesome. Can't wait to see what happens. A lot of people still saying... um, that you know the film won't happen, and I I think there's a strong possibility that it won't happen. But if it does, it's something that I genuinely am I'm looking forward to. Why, why do people think that it won't? Happen? I don't. I just, there's curious. a lot of feelings that that, that it just won't. Um, you know, but I think I, it's that I think it's if you look at most Tarantino box office runs, yeah. I don't think they've ever been that huge. So with a Star Trek movie with all the special effects and all the casting, the budget's got to be at least a hundred million. Yeah, and most of his movies don't make over a hundred million. I yeah. think they'll make way under. Okay. Jack Dennis saying, "Love the National Treasure movie, Simon." It's going back to Nick Cage. Uh, Simon, why won't Disney make the third? The box office went up in the second. I don't. That's yeah. a very good question. Do you know what? They're still. I actually. I talked to Jerry Bruckheimer about this a couple of months ago. I was doing uh, doing a piece with him for for Twelve Strong for for UK Press, and we talked about this. They haven't ditched the idea of doing another National Treasure movie. It just hasn't happened. Um, I don't think it's a priority franchise for Disney. No, no. I really don't think it is. I could see them doing another one, but perhaps rebooting the, rebooting or taking it inside a different direction. Yeah, the, the, I actually enjoy the National Treasure movies. The first one I kind of bypassed in theatres, and then I watched it on home entertainment and really enjoyed it. And the second one I really enjoyed in theatres. You know, it's, it was basically a modern Indiana Jones yeah. for a lot of kids. Not as big and not as yeah. iconic, but kind of that, you know, filling that, that, that adventure niche. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm with Jack on this. I would love to see them do it. Jerry has got ideas. He's talked about them. Um, it just doesn't seem to be a priority for Disney right no. now. And we'll certainly, with, we discussed last week with Indiana Jones coming back. I don't see it being a priority anytime soon. But there's nothing to say. And here's my thought on this: National yeah. Treasure not being another movie, but with Disney launching their streaming service, oh, doing a National Treasure series, which would yeah. be cheaper and give it more longevity and give them a really solid TV franchise 
which if they then wanted to put back on the big screen with like a, a summer movie, they could do that. And I think that is something that Disney are definitely considering. Yeah. So I don't think we've seen the last of National Treasure, but it just doesn't seem to priority for Disney right now. Yeah, the movie that's been on cable a lot lately, and I just always tune into it, is The Rock. I mean, The oh, Rock yeah. is so good. Yeah. And that's a movie, too, where you say, wow, Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, would that really work? Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> did, I, it really did I ever tell you about the, the story about the time that I freaked out Jerry Bruckheimer? No. Uh, very quickly, I was in Spain doing press for um, Sorcerer's Apprentice. And uh, I, uh, I, I had... I was booking an appointment to have a massage in the hotel where all the media was staying. And uh, not a rub and tug, a, you know, a back one. And um, it was a very nice hotel. I don't think they'd given me that, but I didn't ask, so I don't know. Side, side comment. Um, but anyway, so I, I had to give up my spot for Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh. Uh, I got asked if I would give up my spot, so I did. Uh, but obviously Jerry didn't know that it was me or I was media or gave up my spot. So I go into the interview room and I'm like, how was your massage this morning, Jerry? <laughs> and he was freaked out. I said it wasn't me. Yeah, I didn't, that, I didn't give you. I didn't give you the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of insight into nice. my yeah. showbiz world. <laughs> Massages I didn't have. Uh, okay, let's move on to something else. Sonic the Hedgehog movie uh, lands Jim Carrey as the mad scientist villain. Uh, we we know that James Marsden's already in this movie. He's not going to be playing Sonic. Um, but yeah, I mean Jim Carrey, great. Yeah. Sure. You know, I love I love Jim Carrey when he's being wacky, whether it's slightly restrained wacky. You guys happy with that? Yes, I am. Not that Hollywood gives a shit about us, no, but no. fine. You know, we're okay with um, it. Uh, Doctor yeah. Strange sequel confirmed by Very Kevin Feige this week. He died. God, he nobody died. Dies. No, he does Nobody dies. dies. Uh, nobody died. dies. Uh, I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Doctor Strange, and we'll, we'll get we'll get to um, some more Doctor Strange Doctor stuff Strange. later on when we talk about box office. But, I mean, that was a movie that I, I really enjoyed. Very well, well done. Within really the Marvel well Universe, done. a really nice... You know, self-contained movie, but Absolutely. fitted into the galaxy really nicely. Yep. Scott Derrickson did such an amazing job yeah. with the visuals in that sure. movie. And also, for me, the character really moved along really nicely in yes. uh, Avengers Infinity War. He's Absolutely. one of the characters that I think was best served Absolutely. in that movie. Yeah, and he was given stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Scott um, Scott did an amazing job with that movie, so mm-hmm. I hope that if you know, if it does happen, yeah. that, that Scott's going to be on board for that. Uh, Sicario 2 director Stefano Salima. Uh, is not going to return for Sicario 3. Oh. His choice, it looks like. He was saying this week during an interview that um, he would like, if it continues, he'd like to hand it over to someone else to, to make it. Obviously, Denis Villeneuve did the did the first one. Um, I, I haven't seen the, the second Sicario movie. Have you both seen it? I have. You have, have seen it. Yeah, it makes sense because this movie, if anything, it makes it marks a stamp that says... We're not. We're going to be like an anthology. Each movie will be its own standalone, with no necessary necessary connection to the last movie. Each movie can be its own, almost like a James Bond movie. Um, where so I don't mind. That. I think I they're, think I think they're pushing idea. this movie too too much. I, I really do. I don't think I don't think this should become a franchise, but it is. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I was surprised that they were going to do a sequel. Me too. I thought the first one was pretty. And there was talk done, of it being so. three, but then they were like, "Well, maybe it won't be three. But I think the box office on this has been strong enough to maybe push yeah. it. Yeah. There I hasn't been so. that much excitement about it generally. I think amongst the controversy, goers. I think might be selling this one a little bit more. Yeah, a little. I think it has. Yeah. So well, they have. They've but also if it said. But they've also Bucks. said that it's hurting it as well. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I can't wait to talk about it on anatomy. So and um, yeah, a couple of people talking about some stuff that we've just covered. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sky Patterson uh, is, is saying some amazing things. Oh, congratulations, Sky! Uh, didn't realize, but um, but graduated in uh, in May. 
Oh. Uh, this year. I didn't realise. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. Looking for a job now and uh, going to be going back to school for fine arts and business. So oh. that's fantastic. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll see Sky uh, in Hollywood at some point. Uh, Jack Dennis, uh, how is Nick Cage uh, in his quest to pay off debts, not mm. done a TV series? Yeah. yeah, that's a good. Question. That'd be cool. Yeah, you do like him and storage know, hunters and all that. To be honest, shit. that is such a great point. Like, it's I don't gr- understand why nobody has hired him. Yeah. to be on a television series. Be great. Uh, Zias B uh, saying, uh, "I can see a national treasure series uh, on the streaming service uh, or Disney Channel." No, I think absolutely D- a streaming service. I think more than Disney Channel. Um, I think because people sure. all, it's going to be cheaper than signing up for like Disney as part of a cable package, absolutely. which a lot of people are getting away from. Uh, and uh, I'm afraid I'm the bringer of bad news um scott what's the matter um ashley said that she would leave you for benedict cumberbatch oh my god well that escalated quickly didn't it okay let's go back <laughs> let's go back to the news uh it comes at night uh, the director of that movie uh, trey edward schultz is going to reunite with a24 the studio yeah. that released that uh for a musical uh, called Waves. Uh, we discussed this on the show previously with Lucas Hedges and Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown, who is so hot in Hollywood right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody off the back <clears throat> of This Is Us. And, I mean, a, a very good career before then. Yeah. Um, everybody really wants him in there. Interesting. I I wasn't a big fan of It Comes at Night. I thought it was interesting. No, it didn't I deliver did for me like in a way it. that I hoped. Um, but very interesting to see a musical next thing. It's not that I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's great, though, that that a director... I mean, he made his bones, and he got recognition for It Comes at Night, and then he's doing something completely different. Yes. So yes. I think that cool. that's a really... I, I think that's a smart, good move for him. And Waves has already gotten so much publicity. Yeah. I mean, already. So, yeah, I, yeah it's good... Good for him. So we have five minutes left on the show. Uh, we need to get to box office very quickly. Uh, we'll try to trailers this week. Not a amount of huge trailers this week. Uh, the one that really stood out for me was Wolfman's Got Nards. Same here. Uh, yep. The documentary yeah. for the Monster Squad. Um, I That doesn't have a distributor yet. I'm super psyched about that movie. Same here. That is going to be so good. Uh, the biggest movie at the box office this weekend uh, is obviously uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, which is great. Obviously, you're wearing the T-shirt. I love the movie. Clearly, we were paid by Disney to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, clearly by that, uh, which is true. Uh, I also did an interview with Peyton Reed, which is on Forbes. Uh, that might be worth checking out. There's a lot very of stuff we cover in yes, there. Yes, very good. Uh, Disney-Fox merger, Fantastic Four, Ant-Man. We also talk about the uh, remake, The Last Jedi uh, campaign. That's He's going to do it? He's, doing uh, he's it. definitely he's one of the producers. Oh, okay. He's one of the yeah, producers. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get Peyton's <laughs> thoughts on that because obviously someone within that Disney family uh, and talking, you know, being a, you know at the helm of movies in a major franchise, we talk about that as well. Uh, it's it's worth getting his take on it. It's very very interesting. Uh, big movies this weekend. Ant Man and the Wasp uh, took eleven point five million on Thursday. Right. The original took six point four, so that is a very big step up. Uh, Doctor Strange, by comparison, nine point four million. So this is a very yeah. very strong opening for Ant Man and the Wasp. We actually touch on why the characters resonated uh, in the interview with Peyton. You were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, you know, for me, it's it's hard. Using Doctor Strange isn't, like, the best comparison because Doctor Strange is the first. Yep. Like, to do Doctor Strange in the first Ant-Man and Wasp, yeah. that, that's apples to apples to me. Yeah, yeah. To say that this did better than Doctor Strange, it's I go, well, purely you know. Kind yeah. of to give it a context. Sort of, kind yeah. of. And, and again, I'm going to say that I think this this movie, I think, uh, is going to do far better than what they have initially. People are I, saying, yeah, people are saying it's going to be a 70 to 80 million weekend. I can see it going 85, 90 very easily. I can see it doing, a lot of people yeah. are very excited about it. Ant-Man sure. did uh, 
57 million debut, uh, 180 million domestic by the end of its run, and 519 domestic globally. I can see them adding 200 million to that. Quite I easily. think I think this is just a nice change of pace. Yeah. So far from Marvel movies this year, um, it's the Thor Ragnarok of this year. Yeah. You know something that's just lighthearted and fun, and I love the family elements. And this even, movie. even though we've had three Marvel movies out this year, it appears they haven't really cannibalized each other, which is great. And no. I, I again discuss that with Peyton in the piece. Um, up They're on all di- and, they've, and, they've been all different. And, yeah, and Ant Man has made cameos in the various right, other movies, right. yeah. and he's been great. Yeah. yeah, and so he's built audience from being in those other movies. As and well, and the first Ant Man didn't do do as well because there was all that controversy. We talk about this all the time on the show. Is that. You know, Edgar Wright left that movie, and a lot yep. of people were like, right. screw this, I'm not seeing it, because they screwed sure. over Edgar Wright. And Edgar Wright has a very loyal fan base. He, he might not have the hugest fan base, yep. but he has a very loyal fan base. Uh, yeah. Talking of something else that has a fan base out this week, uh, the first Purge came out on yes. July 4th. It's been doing pretty Blum well. Blumhouse Corner! Blumhouse <laughs> Corner! Uh, 9.3 million uh, for the two day. It's looking like it's fighting at the moment. People are kind of differing on this. <clears throat> Looks like it's going to be fighting for second place with Jurassic World or Incredibles 2. Some people are saying it's going to be quite below those. Uh, so it's looking at a, at a weekend of something in the 20s. I can see it doing about 25 quite easily. Some people are saying more 20, 22. I think we're looking at 25 this weekend. Whatever it does, if it's in the 20s, I it mean, made its budget back. Good, I mean, good for them. It's not yeah. my favorite. Favorite Purge movie, but I do love the franchise, and yeah. I think it is worth checking out. It's quite; it's they've done something it, quite different. With I this. will say, I know we we have to wrap real quick, yep. but I mean, I want to say that that movie for me, like that, felt a little like I felt uncomfortable watching that. Yeah, now. it's now. uncomfortable. It yeah. is, and it's just because of all the themes that are going on within that yep. movie that within, feel within the first Purge. Yes, that feels way way too relevant to right it's now. Get, it's getting <laughs> very. It's still fantastical, but it's yes. getting very close to right. where we are. And it is. Yeah, some and scary I, shit. Yeah, and I think it's done on. I think that's done on purpose. Uh, I got to be yeah. honest because yeah. there's always been sort of that thread. Yep. Right, and then now, uh, yeah, it's it definitely. I, think I it's just want to see the next one set again a bit in the future. Bring back Frank Grillo. Yes. I miss Frank Grillo. Yeah. I fucking love Frank Grillo. I absolutely love him. Okay, well, that guys, that's been Meet the Movie Press uh, for this week. It's July 6th. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Very quickly, Dimitri. You can find me uh, at DMovies1701 and Anatomy of Movies uh, on the Popcorn Talk Network. Scott. You can find me at Black Tomatoes on Black Hollywood Live. You can go to WeLiveEntertainment.com and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the other Scott M. Also, one last thing. You need to see. Sorry to bother you this weekend. I know I'm like the, the guy on this show every weekend. I'm like, every week I'm like, go see something. And I've been right every week. Come on. <laughs> Won't you be my neighbor? Set it up. Like, all these buzz. It's like everyone's a... Sorry to bother you. Most original and, and ambitious movie of the year. Go Thank you so much. You're guys, me, guys, I will I see you again know, next week. We're resting it for Comic-Con because we're both going to be away. Uh, guys, thank you so much. If you like the show, meet the movie press. Please tell your friends. Subscribe on iTunes. Share it on everything, on YouTube and Facebook and everything else. We really appreciate you getting involved in the show. You guys have a great weekend. What? some movies. Don't get too hot! It's hot as hell out there! <laughs> but don't forget, football is coming home! Just in case you wondered. It got a bit lost for a while. Yeah. It's coming home! <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.